0: manage your position sizes and invest to make what you need, but give yourself a disaster plan. Give yourself an, how Don't put yourself in a position where you're betting too much if the deal goes south.
1: Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many, and he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way, it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel.
2: Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm with today's guest, Ted Green. Ted is joining us from Golden, Colorado. He has 20 years of experience, and his portfolio consists of self-storage properties, 10 of which went full cycle, and Ted also owns RV and mobile home parks. Ted, thank you for joining us, and how are you today?
0: Hey, good morning. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. It's fun to be with you.
2: It's our pleasure. Before we get started, can you give us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
0: Sure. So I'm a Seattle, Washington native, third generation, and after high school went to Seattle Pacific University, I did an internship With Merrill Lynch. And I did that for free for a year and a half so that I could finally get hired. Eventually they hired me. So my first job at Merrill Lynch lasted for 17 years. I ended up as a portfolio manager in the PIA program. I did six years as chief compliance officer for an RIA when one of my responsibilities was evaluating private investments, such as syndicated real estate, and talking with regulators from state regulators about due diligence and all that fun and exciting stuff. I joined a friend who was starting a IRA facilitation company, which we eventually sold to a group out of Manhattan called Yield Street. That was a particularly fun change of pace for me after 20 some odd years of managing money and working with investors. And then on the far side of that transaction, I joined the crew here at Spartan Investment Group, and I'm the investor relations manager here at Spartan.
2: So RV parks, mobile home parks, and self-storage, those are three really hot categories right now. Everybody seems to want to get into those. So you've seen every asset class out there, but you pick these three. Why is that?
0: Before I came to Spartan, we did a exhaustive analysis of characteristics in real estate that we wanted to be a part of and recession resistant assets was critical to us because when rates are low and the fed is pumping in 1.2 trillion a month and liquidity is everywhere and even your brother and your sister and your friend next door they're talking about buying one more single family that tells you something to me having been in the risk business for quite a while It says, proceed with caution. To us at Spartan, back in 2016, when we did the deep dive, the analysis or the outcome of the deep dive is, okay, we don't mind being the hot dot, but when the green turns to red and the risk on turns to risk off, we want to make it through that. Think of Japan in the late 80s. Japan and their real estate in the late 80s, that was everything that I was reading about when I was in high school and getting out of high school. So everything cycles. Because of that, we wanted to focus on self-storage because it is proven to be recession-resistant to a degree. Nothing's bomb-proof. But storage is very interesting from a risk-off perspective.
2: And then mobile home parks.
0: We're not heavily focused there. We do have some assets that service net gas and oil down in Texas. We're just there. We're not adding to that inventory, but we're there.
2: And is that one that you purchased or developed?
0: Purchased, ground up, developed, and I can't recall what the bonus depreciation was, but it was a big chunk. It's more so than multifamily or storage, that's for sure, because it's based on the improvement that you do. Yeah.
2: So the oil and natural gas industry, when oil prices were low, did you guys take a hit?
0: Yeah, I think the worst tendency we saw was 25%. We're starting to see interest from the OECD, Organizations for Economic Development down in Texas, and contracts are starting to spill into 2022. So we are seeing interest. When oil is priced to extreme, that's when you want to step sideways out of that asset. When you get hit by a hurricane, which we've done that, and you have COVID, which we did that, and you have oil where you have to pay to get rid of, we've seen that. It's not a recession resistant asset class. So we're there, we're tending, we're making distributions, but it's not a recession resistant asset class from my perspective.
2: Is that one asset that you wish you did not acquire?
0: I can't say that. I can't say that in good conscience from the perspective that we can see in 2022 occupancy on the come. That's our perspective. There's money to be made there. I'll say it differently. I prefer recession-resistant asset classes. I don't have the confidence in transitory mobile home parks that I do in storage. Say it that way. It's a little bit of scar tissue.
2: Yeah, I get that. And then the RV park. Or is it parks? Is it multiple?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's a mobile home park that we have. And I think when I retire, I'll look back and that'll have been the one unicorn that I actually saw. And the reason for that is somebody approached us that had 28 acres, and we could actually get to the point where we were constructing mobile home plots. It's really hard to find. Mobile home parks are really hard to develop. So it was flipped to us. We participated. We're selling the property this fall. It's probably going to be a two and three quarter to a three X for investors in two, maybe two years, three months. Depending on when we get to closing. So it'll be the unicorn that I actually got to meet. So Don't think we'll duplicate it.
2: Let's dive into that. This was in the process of being developed when you purchased no, it. No,
0: we did the development. We were approached by an acquaintance who's a realtor out in Squim, Washington. And we were able to partner with them and take it through entitlement. And we're now literally, so this is July of 21 that we're doing this recording and we are paving the roads, sidewalk and gutter are in, and the first home will be moved to that property and Squim probably in August or early September.
1: And you're selling it before the first home goes in? Yeah. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. As your portfolio grows, you need financial management services you can rely on to help you save money and continue making the right choices for your company's future. Realestateaccounting.co's top-tier CFO team uses their deep industry and operating experience to guide real estate syndicators, investors, and family offices through every pivotal moment and crucial decision. Their fractional CFO services include budget to actual, cash flow and distributions, and reporting and valuation. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO to find out why REA is one of the fastest growing real estate accounting companies around. The real estate experts provide timely analysis and consultations to help you make the most informed decisions possible. See and trust where your portfolio is headed with the customized financial reports joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved.
2: For our best of our listeners that don't know what entitlement is for mobile home parks, can you explain that?
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of work. you got to get the county, you've got to get the city, you've got to get the PUD, you've got to get sewer, you got all the plumbing. you got to get everybody on your team. And you got to give them the respect and courtesy of being sensitive to what they're concerned about. So can the sewer handle 218 homes working into the sewer system for Squim, Washington? So there's work to do there. Power, is there enough power locally? What do we need to do to work with the city to bring power in? Same with water. Business concerns, local business owners, some are going to be a proponent. Some will be an advocate. You've got to go through the hearings. You've got to respect everybody's interests. I think that's probably the best way to say it. Documenting all that, working through the paperwork, being amenable for city managers, it goes on and on and on and on and on. So you're kind of like a politician when you're trying to work through taking a pasture to a community and you want to be a good neighbor. Nobody wants to be living next to a jerk or nobody wants a neighbor to a mobile home park to feel like I can't stand my view. So it's a process. You have to be political. You have to be sensitive. You have to be a good neighbor. You have to be a business person. Some of the ladies and gentlemen on the team are very shrewd, upfront, good at negotiation, good at giving ground when it's time to give ground. It's exhausting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Ted, no municipality wants a mobile home park. How did you initially sell them on this concept?
0: That's exactly right. The property was able to be converted. And in all transparency, Ryan was working on this back in late 2018, early 2019. And that predates my time here at Spartan. So Ryan would be the person to actually give you, this is how I approach city council. This is how I approach the manager of the city, et cetera, et cetera. But the property was able to be zoned that we could do this. And in fact, I think it was zoned that it could be a mobile home park back in 2018. Whatever the wrench looked like that Ryan got out to turn that screw and the hammer to bang on the nail, got it there. It's just bananas because, right. I mean-
2: We'll get yeah. him on this show. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I want to hear this story. So why not rinse and repeat? Why not do this again if it was such a unicorn?
0: There's just, it's so hard to do. You can't just go out and say, okay, show me- 13 properties in the state of Washington where I can build a mobile home park. You put out a call for offers on that and you're going to have no responses. It's not a thing. It's the whole not in my backyard Hence syndrome. the unicorn. Yeah.
2: So with self-storage, very competitive market right now, how are you guys finding deals?
0: I think the answer to that is it's a two or a three-pronged stool. One is we are fortunate To have a fairly expansive investor network, we're always looking for more investors to bring in and work with. But because we're able to raise 100% cash, so our offers are all cash, we've done our due diligence for the most part, not exhaustive. So we still have a 30 or 45 day once we've given escrow funds to complete due diligence. But when you approach a seller, it's kind of like the residential market. If you approach a seller with an all-cash offer, you're taken much more seriously. So from our perspective, if we put together $10 million or $40 million for an all-cash offer, we get taken more seriously. The brokers know their markets. They know who's active. They know who's flaky. And you don't want to be the flaky group. You want to be in the active, act professional pass on a deal if you just don't think you can scrape the bucks together in that period of time and just be respectful of the broker's efforts. But we're known for being able to close. So combine experience. We currently own 15 storage assets. So combine the ability to raise the funds, combine the reputation so that the brokers know maybe we want to get on the horn with Spartan and let them know what's coming. So you start to bundle some of that together and you're going to be in the race doesn't win you the deal by any stretch, but you'll know of what's happening in the marketplace.
2: Ted, do you guys actually pay cash for these deals? Yes. Why not leverage it to increase your ROI?
0: We'll do that after we've closed. Typically within six months, we'll circle back with a 60% advance.
2: When it comes to taking investors' money, let's say you have $10 million that you use to close on a deal and you put financing on it. Now you've got $7 million of investor money that's not growing. How does that affect their returns?
0: Well, the debt investors are very much aware in advance before we close on a deal. They know the game plan is three or six months from now, we're going to refinance. We're going to take our time in the refinance. We're going to get the package that works for the transaction. Right now, we're getting a 3.55 30-year amortization schedule interest only on 18 months, and that was because we brought in the money, we closed on the deal. Now we're looking for the bank, and we're kind of twisting the bank's arm. You got to sharpen your pencil a little bit. So anyway, the debt investors that come in for 60% of the deal, they know that they're going to get refinanced out. We'll pay one point up front, and annual 7%. If they're in it for six months, they get 3.5% of interest plus 1%, so that's 45 For that period of time, they get a personal guarantee from the owners. They're on the deed in first position. So it's their safe money. I'm in my early fifties. My parents are in their eighties. Literally mom and dad do this and I'm not stretching it. So, so for a kid who's looking out for mom and dad who have a couple of bucks, but should not be taking risk in their eighties. This is what mom and dad do.
2: Do you have another class of investors that are in it for a little bit more risk? And what does that look like?
0: Yeah, so that's the equity investor. So that's the 40% of the hypothetical $10 million purchase. 60% is debt, 40% is equity. So on the equity side of a deal for 10 million bucks, we've got 4 million coming in, cumulative preferred, 7%. Internal rates of return can be anywhere from if it's class A with not a lot of value add, might be 13.5 IRR. Our Southeast portfolio that's up on our portal currently, that's a 15 IRR right on the money. So just like everything, comparing it to the stock market, you've got your rocket ship Amazon stock and you've got your high dividend paying utility stock that's got a lower theoretical capital gain of 30 or 35% at the liquidity event in five years.
2: And your hold period is typically five years?
0: Yes, but Ash, as you know, last summer, the Department of Labor made a change for what 401k plans can invest in. And now the target date retirement funds, so the 2030, 2035 target date retirement fund that's on the menu for your 401k, those mutual funds can include the asset class of commercial real estate. So Department of Labor made that change in August of 2020. So from Spartan's perspective, we're now talking to the Blackstones and the other private equity groups. As a private equity firm, they're interested in purchasing standardized portfolios that all run on Oracle's enterprise accounting software. They're all standardized as far as the software that is used to operate the facility. But they're looking to buy portfolios of $250 million or more on behalf of the 401k plans that are their customers' So in the market, the cap rate for those assets is four and a half percent. So if you can purchase individual properties at a five or a 5.6 cap, expand the facility, pay your PREF, drive the net operating income higher, and then sell that portfolio at a four and a half cap, which is where the market is now for a standardized 250 to $500 million portfolio. Your investors, they're going to know, like, and trust you if you execute on that business plan and I want to be very careful here and articulate the risk. The private equity firms, their appetite could change. So I wouldn't want an investor to think, oh, look how great this sure thing is. In the risk business, there is no sure thing. So the markets can change. The PE firms could back away and we're left with assets that are producing and great, but we might sell them at a five and a half cap or 5.2 cap. But right now, the institutions have a real appetite and we're running towards that so i bring all of that up from the perspective that it may be a 5 year hold it may be a 3 year hold it may be a 6 year hold just depends on how spartan is doing in putting together that $250 or $300 million portfolio for the next transaction.
1: We'll get back to the show, with the first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Do you manage your own rental properties? If you do, or if you're about to, I want to tell you about RentReady because I'm guessing they have some services that you wish you had. RentReady is a property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. With rent Ready, you're able to collect rent online and get paid find the perfect tenant with the built-in screening and listing service and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using rent Ready's app too. They can pay rent using the card, ACH, cash. They can set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it. And they can even build their credit score through rent Ready's new credit reporting feature. And the best part, RentReady is unlimited. That's right. All this is flat priced there's no tricks or hidden fees. Rent Ready is designed for investors who manage their own properties so that you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And Rent Ready has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the best ever listeners. You can get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks at rentready.com when you use our special code bestever that's com with the code BESTEVER at rentready.com to get rentready's annual plan for only 54 bucks. Did you know that credit checks miss 85% of the information landlords and property managers need to verify new tenants? That's a problem. The solution is Rentify. Rentify provides a platform that allows you to instantly access prospective tenants' financial information and compiles it all into a quick and easy to read report to help you select the highest quality tenants. You can access income, payroll, past rent payments, non-sufficient funds, and overdraft history all in one place. Rentify's reports instantly verify the full financial picture of the tenant, so there's no chance of being duped with false information. No one likes to be duped. And the best part is that you can have it all at your fingertips in as little as five minutes. Go check out Rentify at TrustRentify.com and stop wasting time and start fast-tracking the tenant screening process with confidence and ease. With Rentify, you'll no longer have to waste hours or even days collecting all the information you need to verify a tenant, which makes life easier for you and your applicants. Visit TrustRentify.com And use the promo code FAIRLESS for 25% off your first purchase. That's T-R-U-S-T-R-E-N-T-I-F-Y.com and put in the promo code FAIRLESS. That's my last name, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S, for 25% off your first purchase.
2: This is where that free one-year internship pays off all of your experience on Wall Street. You're able to leverage a lot of that experience. So how do you package a deal for a giant hedge fund? Let's say it's apartments, self-storage, or a mix of all the above. And what does the due diligence period look like?
0: You're asking great questions. I can only guess at the answer. So we have this major change for 401k plans and commercial real estate. This just happened less than a year ago. So we have not done one of these transactions. Our CEO, Scott Lewis, our chief investment officer, Ryan Gibson, they're preaching publicly that this is our intention. We're after these assets and the brokers are starting to get an understanding of what's happening in the institutional space. So it's not like we've got some fantastic secret. The world knows about this, but to specifically answer your question, I don't know. We're going to have to figure it out, but I know we've got about 200 million in our firm palm that we're holding on to, And we're looking for another 50 million of assets And we're having conversations currently with, for example, Blackstone about characteristics of properties that they articulate, that they know, we know they will like about certain properties to comprise a portfolio.
2: Yeah, it's crazy when Wall Street firms are buying mobile home parks.
0: But is it? Think about it. The PE on the stock market is in the upper 30s. In 1982, when that 14-year bear market ended... The P.E. ratio on the Dow Jones was less than seven. So if we have inflation and it kind of feels like we are, will stocks go down? They might. Do bonds go down if interest rates go up? They do. So when there's pension funds, CalPERS, the California Public Employees Retirement System, the 401k, wouldn't real estate be possibly a better allocation in your 401k and in mine as opposed to a stock mutual fund that might go down by 30 or 40%. I jumped on you a moment ago, I should apologize.
2: No, I agree with you. And it's the smartest guys in the room are buying real estate, which says a lot.
0: It makes you take note, but at the same time, with rates being low, when rates move higher, the cost to acquire an asset gets more expensive. So what will happen to Spartan's commercial real estate assets? Will they be less marketable? it's bananas. The dialogue that goes around the halls of our firm about we're in the risk business, guys. Don't forget that. Yeah, the Fed is active with pumping liquidity in, but they're going to turn that off and slow it down. And what happens next? So I heard somebody talk recently about they're trying to scrape together the down payment on a fourplex. And this person actually said, all I need is the down and I'll sit back the next three or four years and just let the thing grow. And I'm like, well, looking backwards, that's what's happened, but we don't know what's going to happen the next four years. My point is always exercise caution. I think that's my
2: point. Yeah, and as you live through a few market cycles, you learn. Yeah, those lessons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ted, what's your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: I'm going to play off of what I just said. We're in the risk business, and keep your wits about you. Don't invest to make as much as you can. Invest prudently manage your position sizes and invest to make what you need, but give yourself a disaster plan, give yourself an out, don't put yourself in a position where you're betting too much if the deal goes south, because it's easy to feel confident when recent history tells you it's risk on. But what happens when it goes risk off and things slow and interest rates are higher and have liquidity, keep your wits about you. I don't want to overly old and boring but keep your wits about you i guess
2: yeah good (laughs) advice ted are you ready for the lightning round hit it dude let's do it ted what's the best ever book you recently
0: read i am halfway through a book called peak p-e-a-k it's bananas it's about a guy that taught himself how to remember multiple hundreds of digits so in other words it's about performance mental performance I'm not done with the book. It struck me as really intriguing. But anyway, the book titled Peak, P-E-A-K.
2: Ted, what's the best ever way you like to give back?
0: We do, here at Spartan, we do sprints. So I like to ride my bike to work because I'm getting old and there's too much of me. So this week, actually last week, we started, everybody pays 50 bucks. You keep track of your mileage. Whoever wins, we get a cheapo little gizmo here at Spartan, but the proceeds go to the food bank here in Seattle. And we do aren't disabled veterans here and there, just being a good community member.
2: And Ted, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you?
0: For me, I'm the bat that's hanging up in the attic of LinkedIn. So Ted Green, E on the end of Green, and investor relations manager at Spartan.
2: Got it. Ted, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing some insights about being risk averse, the mobile home market, the RV market, and self-storage. So we appreciate your insights. Best ever listeners. Thanks for joining us. Have a best ever day.
0: Take care, Ash.